0: uh welcome to prep sports networks coaches show i'm brian stanley joining me as always head coach of the mission prep royals head coach david schuster coach welcome back to the hot chair this week uh you come in this week two and oh uh we did miss last week's session perfectly okay because you pulled out a win in central valley christian or in Visalia at Central Valley Christian against the Cavaliers. Uh, Coach, uh, let's first talk about uh, that big game. Um, The Cavaliers, they came out, and this is a team just a couple years removed from playing for a state championship, uh, or a program that is. And and they came out, and and they're the Cavaliers that we're used to on that first drive, and and they played Cavalier football. And then you come back and you put 29 unanswered points up on them. Uh, talk about this game and, and, and how things played out for the Royals uh, against the Cavaliers last Friday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, we that's a program that, you know, and I've said it several times. I view them as, one, as the gold standard um, in, in the Central Valley, the way they operate, the way they do things. Um, they're a great program, Coach Hughes. Runs a phenomenal ship and they do really, really special things. They got kids that can do uh, very, very smart, very, very disciplined, and they can really do a lot offensively and defensively. And and they're very dynamic on both sides of the ball. Um, And they've been doing it for a long time. This isn't like, you know, just a recent like CVC has been established for a very, very long time. So it was, I felt very much like this was a benchmark game for us to really see where we were at, how we matched up. We played them a couple years ago, um, you know, when we were very, very small, very undersized, and, and it showed pretty pretty quickly in that game. And um, I think being able to come out of this with just this sense of, you know, hey, we can really, we can compete with a lot of kids and, and, a lot, and well, I guess compete with a lot of programs. Um, we, we just, the, the thing I'm probably most proud of is, um, we really came in with the, this feeling of let's not have a spirit of, of timidity. Let's have a spirit of power and go right at them and, and just see what happens. And, and maybe they can they, maybe they can handle it and they throw right back at us. And, and or what we thought might happen was we really wanted to be extremely physical with them up front and challenge them in some ways that nobody else had been able to challenge them yet this year. And, and and that's kind of what the game plan was going into it. There were a few things we really wanted that we felt we could take advantage of in the passing game. And they worked out really nicely. JJ, you know, really did a great job. I'm so proud of Kobe White. You know, he really just handled the game in, in such a special way. Tyler Garrett was a, was a force on the outside. And we basically forced him to kind of start dealing with our matchup issues on the outside, the one-on-ones, and it allowed us to do some things in the run game. and. Um, but really, I think what I'm most proud of is, you know, they, they drove down, like you said, early in that game, that first drive. And uh, and it looked like kind of how that 2019 game went. They just kind of picked us apart a little bit. Um, and then everybody kind of like refocused in, dialed in. We had a great return from JJ. And like three plays later, we scored a touchdown. And I think everybody on side the sideline just kind of went like, OK, yeah, we can compete with these guys. We can handle them. You know, the offensive line up front uh, really uh, severely limited their pass rush, which was something we were greatly concerned with. And so I think everybody just saw that and it was like, hey, we can do this. We can compete with these guys. Let's roll. Let's let, let's go play some football. So, you know, and and their CBC, man. They're very proud of program. They, they bounced back late in that game and made it an, an absolute ball game. And I'm proud of the way the team finished. We kind of killed it out. And uh, uh, it was just. By the time that game was over, man, it was exhausting, but it was special, and it was, uh, and it was just such a rewarding, just such a rewarding feeling for those kids who have put in a lot of work, man, and and to be kind of rewarded with, hey, you competed against a great program and you came out on top and you were the tougher team, um, it, it just felt very special, and uh, I could not be more proud of the program.
0: Uh, we uh, we up in the booth, uh, Connor Allen and I. Uh, felt like the big momentum shift uh, that really secured uh, the game long term was at the break. Because in the break, uh, leading up to the break, it was a dogfight. Uh, you you did have 29 unanswered points uh, going up, but they they were in it the whole way. They, they, they were creating some turnovers, especially late in the first half. They created that turnover, and, and it really startled you guys, or stunned you guys, shall we say. Because you went into the locker room taking a taking a knee, just figured we'll regroup. Let's come out. Let's 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 uh, come out with a new attack in the second mm-hmm. half. Let's not gamble anymore. Here, we got a good. We, we're in a good position. And, and then you come out in the second half, and so the momentum up in the air still. And, and Jamar Howard, JJ, punches it right down their necks in the first, in the opening kickoff of the second half with a big return. You're on the board, momentum's in your favor, and, and the game just goes your way the rest of the the second half for the most part. And, and, and we felt that earned uh, uh, Jamar Howard uh, the mama Leah's Pizzeria Player of the Game. Uh, the number of athletes could have won it. You know, you mentioned Kobe White. He had a great game. He was he was doing some tremendous things reading the defense. Uh, um, Jack Susink always a front runner. With his performance uh, in the backfield, uh, you know, uh, the the Ware brothers on defense could do something. Uh, Connor Lopez could do something. You know, that everybody gets involved. And it's really tough on this team to pick one athlete. This week, J.J. Howard, our, our Mammalias Pizzeria player of the game. Uh, but again, uh, how do you feel about that momentum shift in the second half with that return from Howard?
1: Yeah, it was um, – you know, there's no question. You know, we, we turned the ball over late in, the, in that second quarter twice in a row. Um, and I think, um, you know, we felt very much like, okay, offense is doing some stupid things right now. We're making stupid mistakes. Let's stop. Let's stop dancing around on this. And uh, let's reset. Let's get back in locker room. But we were – not. no one on the sideline was really like – deeply concerned or worried because the one thing we did do that I was so very proud of, because this is a very difficult thing to do, especially against CBC, is uh, we essentially took away their run game. Couldn't run the football. We made them one dimensional for the majority of that game. And they had a couple of big runs late, but uh, they could not consistently run. And so they're, um, as soon as we turned the ball over, they got no points off of it. And so we felt very much like, okay, we've got control. Let's keep control. Let's get in the locker room and go from there. And then to come out and see JJ, and I, don't, I really don't think people understand how incredibly athletic that kid is, and and likewise Tyler Garrett, uh, and both of them back there, and and just the way that kickoff developed, you could see it early. As soon as he got right into the lane, it was—I think everybody instantly just felt it. And it was like, oh, he's gone. There's no one that's going to touch him, and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, my special teams coach ran into the ref and fell down and, had you know, right at my feet. And so I had, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this over here. And then I look up and JJ's, you know, in the end zone. And so it was a very mixed bag kind of a play for me um, and certainly for Doug May because it's, it's not become a big joke on our staff. But, um, you know, I, I really felt like that kind of set the tone. And I think the thing that really, like, kind of, put the nail in the coffin for that game, was right after that, we we, get, we shut them down on defense, we get the ball back, and we put together a drive on offense where we just pounded them with the same play. We went to a power formation and, and ran power. Um, Taco, you know, Caleb Alim just uh, decimated um, their defensive end the entire drive. Gabe Rodriguez and Jacob Butler are, are working hard and did a fantastic job on combo. And it was basically, we're watching it on our side, like going, they can't stop this, we're pounding it down and we're gonna break it right now. And, uh, and so that was something we were very, very proud of. We were very excited about, you know, I, and I feel very much like there's a decent chance we'll probably play CBC again this year, probably in playoffs. And um, that's gonna be an absolute dogfight because I think they understood what happened. We certainly did as well. And again, I, I got so much respect for that program, and I think that's what made it so special was, you know, when you got the top dog like that and you're willing to throw down and you're successful doing that, it's just there's nothing better than that feeling. And, and so that war drive, I think really kind of ended it and um, really made it a very fun very fun evening for us. So
0: So you talk about Doug May uh, having an encounter with the referee on your sideline. Uh, I had an encounter of my own with some fans uh, on the CVC sideline. We're up in the booth, which is on the the roof of the press box, and it has a nice lip with about an uh, 8-inch ring around it. And I was setting my clipboard on the lip, and I went to grab my clipboard in the fourth quarter and I tapped it. And it tumbled off the side of the press box to the fans below. I don't know if I hit anybody, but fans were looking up at me like, what did you just do to me? So, you know, you're you're out taking out the football team, and I'm out taking out fans. So, you know, that's the way it goes down uh, in in the Valley. You know, things just happen. Um, so, um, moving on, let's talk about college football. Let's move on to, to the bigger ranks. We have some players from the, the Royals that are, that are trying to make an impact, trying to get on the field. They're young, they're, they're eager, and we're going to start at the top of the list, and that's Brian Kowal, um, BW, down at UCLA, playing for the Bruins on the field uh, against Hawaii. And then we're going to move up the valley here, uh, up the coast to San Jose State. We got Asani Berkeley up at, at, with the Spartans. He's suited up uh, in game one. Uh, he's been on the sidelines with Coach Brennan. And, and then we got up in Nevada uh, with uh, Coach Novell. We have uh, Carlton Brown the third, And then out uh, in Wyoming, we have Dalton Strauss with uh, what we see on his uh, bio photo uh, for Wyoming, a killer be- uh, beard. Uh, you got to go check that out. Just go give them some love over Wyoming, uh, Wyoming football. You know, just Google search that. I don't know the link but he has this killer beard. Uh, Stephen Hodges, my co-host uh, for our games, pointed that out to me because he loves beard. So, uh, Coach, uh, what do you think of the ranks right now, uh, especially uh, BW uh, Brian, uh, BK, excuse me, Brian Colwell, uh, getting in uh, some action for uh, the Bruins uh, in game one against Hawaii? Yeah, I, you know,
1: I, I'm, I'm so deeply proud uh, of those four and then and then also every other kid who's who's left mission prep and gone on to do great things. Yeah. I, and I'll speak, you know, you know, for instance, Anna Reed, so, a softball superstar at Harvard, Bryce Hilton's over at Harvard. You know, you got Quentin Adelesch who was at Columbia and then at USC for basketball. Um, obviously Patrick Laird. You got Patrick Miller at UC Davis. Like this this goes well beyond me. Yeah. But I am deeply proud of you know, uh, uh, of those young men who have been able to kind of move on and do some special things. Um, obviously, Cobalt, um, everything that I've been hearing from the coaching staff there is the kid works incredibly hard. He's still, he's still a walk-on in the program. And you got to, there are other running backs that are on scholarship, that's my understanding, that, that did not get carries or certainly did not get looks like BK did simply due to the fact that my understanding on this is BK's work ethic and commitment to getting himself and the rest of his uh, personnel group better has been so outstanding that they have they kind of rewarded him a little bit in the Hawaii game and gave him a full drive, and it was just you know he gave him five carries, 20, 24 yards I think, and um, and he's really just represented Mission Prep in, in a special way, like a lot of kids do. Um, and and it was a, it was a very very special very rewarding very surreal to let, you know, watch the the UCLA game and you know I grew up in LA you know in Southern, Southern California and, and uh, you know I'm used to watching a lot of USC UCLA games and so to sit there and watch and go like man I coached that kid for four you know four years and uh, you know there's a special relationship there and, and I had a great conversation with his dad and, and it's just. Very, very rewarding, very special moment for him. I'm, I, can't, I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of that young man. And, uh, you know, Dalton Strauss at Wyoming has been a full grown man for quite some time. You're talking about his beard, but that dude um, uh, is one of the most respected. He's probably the toughest kid. Not probably. He is the toughest kid I have ever coached or none. And I've coached some, some dogs uh, over the years. He's just. He's wired differently. Um, he hits like an absolute freight train. People really underestimate his speed, and they underestimated it in high school. I don't think people thought he was that fast and um, certainly didn't expect him to be that strong. And Wyoming loves everything he's doing. You know, I've had multiple coaches from Wyoming call and just go, man, this dude is different. Like, they will they will do, the coaching staff at their meetings at 6 a.m., He's there at five for his own workout. And then the rest of the team shows up at seven and he's hopping in and finishing out the team workout. Um, He's basically going back to back with two workouts in a row and just constantly making himself a better dude. Um, And then Asani and Carlton, you know, um, both are going to kind of, my understanding, probably uh, taking practice squad redshirt type of situation this year for both of them. And and honestly, it's perfect with the guys that they got in front of them. Um, they really need to learn. They need to spend some time growing and developing. And I think the systems and the schools that they're at are perfect for them. Uh, they're going to continue to grow and develop, but they're working very hard. I think they've really gone there and and, and, and again, continue to represent mission prep very well. And I'm just, I'm very, very proud of them. I'm excited for them. And every opportunity we have this year to go, you know, go try to see different games uh, I know myself, the rest of the staff, a lot of the kids in our program are going to take every opportunity. I think Wyoming comes out to San Jose uh, in a few weeks. I, I fully expect there'll probably be a lot of mission prep people up at that game. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about getting out to Nevada to go see San Jose State play Nevada, and then there's a lot of people trying to figure out how to how we're going to go. You know, some sort of caravan situation down to UCLA to watch uh play a little bit too. So I mean there's I speak for a lot of people in the community when I just say, man, we're we're really proud of all four of those young men and how they've how they've developed and, and works out to see them see them grow.
0: And I just want to give a plug to Coach Norvell and his staff up at Nevada. Cause not only do they have uh Carlton Brown up there, uh, they have a, a couple of Coast selections, uh Toa from Lawpoke and Elijah Cooks from a Tascadero. So there's a nice little pipeline up in Nevada coming from the Central coast. So that's always good to see uh, from a coaching staff utilizing an area that sometimes gets overlooked by uh, college uh, coaches because of, of our location. Um, And let's move on coach to our, our final topic. And that's Friday's matchup against the sharks. One of the greatest uh, mascots of high school football. I think there is. Sharks, uh, St. Francis Sharks coming from the Central Coast section. Uh, I believe they're in Watsonville, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're coming down, they're 0 2 right now. Uh, some early tough losses. Uh, and and they're 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 you're playing them for the first time. Um, talk about this matchup, coach, and and what you anticipate from the Sharks a, as they enter your waters. Well, St. Francis is the northernmost. My understanding, the, or
1: one of the northernmost schools in our diocese. We are the southernmost uh, for high school. And so the idea came up actually from one of our fathers, uh, the school father, a couple of years ago about creating a rivalry between St. Francis and Mission Prep, or similar sized schools, pretty like-minded schools. Um, and it kind of would, would be a, a way to in a, in a weird way kind of unify the whole diocese together and, and we you know kind of go back and forth and so we created a little trophy which is actually sitting right over there um yeah we'll we'll push that out later on social media at some point this week but um and and, and we just we've been in active conversations with st francis for the last couple years about trying to make this a a rivalry game and, and get it you know i think long term we'd love to get it to a point where we're doing like you know, volleyball, cross country and football all competing on the same day and making it like a just a school wide. This is going to this is going to be a big deal early in the season. Um, That's going to take time to develop like all rivalries do. But, you know, and it's not really I would compare this situation, you know, similar to like Oklahoma, Nebraska, speaking of college football, where there's a lot of mutual respect and really no bad blood, just a, a competitive desire to Kind of get after it and, and see what happens and have some fun. Um, that feels kind of where this is at. And I got, I, I really, I, I've got great respect and I really appreciate the relationship that we've built with the AD, um, Adam Hazel, and, and John Osman, the head coach at St. Francis. Um, you know, and, and they're, they're working through some, some personnel issues. It sounds like they've had some COVID tracing things that they've had to deal with. Um, like everybody and it's you know it affected their roster and how they've how some of the games have gone and how they've been able to call some things so you know their 0-2 record probably isn't very fair or or reflective of who they are where they're at we we think they're 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 pretty competitive and and we really we you know watching them on film we appreciate everything that they're doing and and they're going to present a number of challenges for us no question um and uh, so we're going to have to try to get uh, creative about some of the things that we're doing on both sides of the wall to, to take advantage. Um, but really, I think it's more just the, the long term factor with this school that we're excited about and um, creating a long term relationship with these guys that, that our diocese uh, will be uh, proud of, happy, uh, happy to support. And certainly everybody involved up to this point, the diocese in both schools has been really excited about it and really uh, uh, very, very proactively pushing us being able to make this happen. You know, we're talking about doing a team mass all together right beforehand, and and um, and doing a number of other activities that really just kind of be very bonding to to the school community and, and make it a, a fun environment. So we're hopeful that happens, and, and it comes it comes together in a special way. And I'm sure there'll be things that we got to refine every year, but. Uh, Thankful and grateful for the opportunity to try to put something like this together because not every school can. So, well,
0: Coach, uh, I want you to reach out to Stephen Hodges. He uh, used to have a segment on the Sliphook Sports radio show called Crowns and Bites. I feel that fits in perfectly with this rivalry called the Crowns and Bites Trophy. Uh, you know, Royals and Sharks, uh, he might loan it to you. Uh, you're good friends with him. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up for this week, Coach. Uh, any final words before we move out? Oh, just, you know, I deeply appreciate
1: you guys' coverage of us. You know, it's awesome that we were able to go to Visalia and we had a number of parents that stayed home and watched the game at home and 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 a lot of our community watched that game and really had a lot of fun and um, felt like, you know, Connor Allen and you guys you know, and you get together really had a, a great chemistry, did a great job, had a lot of comments about it. And so I just wanted to. Say how much I greatly appreciate your guys' partnership, and and uh, you know we got some other road games this year, and I'm going to be very thankful for those situations too. So,
0: yeah, coming up, uh, we got we're going out to Edwards Air Force Base next week uh, to play the Desert Scorpions. Uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to get on base. Uh, don't have a military ID, so that's going to be a, a little tricky. But we'll figure that one out.
1: Just so, ride with me. man.
0: Ride with you. Ride with Coach There's always the safe bet to get anywhere is to tell, uh, ride on coaches' Coattails. You oh. get in any door that way, really. It's true. <laughs> um, no matter what level you're at. If you're on coaches' Coattails, you can get in any door. Um, but this Friday, 7.30 uh, p.m. from Royal Stadium, Mission Prep Stadium. I don't know. You guys have a name for that field yet? We don't. We need to get one, but we don't. <laughs> we'll call it the, the makeshift uh, Universal Stadium. We'll call it Universal Stadium because you guys use it for everything including yeah, that's baseball, that's Uh universal stadium, we'll call it Royal stadium for now, uh, live from Royal stadium on the campus of mission college prep, downtown San Luis Obispo, Friday, 7:30 PM, the St. Francis sharks versus the mission prep Royals live on Prep sports Just click on over to the PSN TV tab for David Schuster, head coach of mission prep Royals football. I'm Brian Stanley. We appreciate you joining us.